0: Boomtron, Boomtron,
1: Boomtron Boomtron, bet you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get to groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong, kill the better views like a damn go again. Boomtron, betcha you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the original yo Pick your favorite show, we can put it on, we know it also, nothing's atypical.
2: And welcome to the Boomtron podcast. This is episode 18. I hope you guys are enjoying, you know, the new years. Everything's going well. I'm joined by Amy. I'm joined by Damon and we have a special guest today. We're
0: joined by Ella again, which is again. Good. That's right. But Ella, this is your thing, right? Like what we're going to be talking about is her thing.
1: Yes, I've uh, been involved with Winx Club for 16 of the 17 years. It's been in production. Next week is actually the 17th anniversary of the franchise. So, wow. so
0: so, this is the pitch. We're going to talk about our other shows real quick, but this is the super awesome Winx person and then just the people who've never heard of Winx before, and we're going to talk about fate. That's going to be what we do this episode.
2: Sounds good. Sounds good. So, Amy, uh, you watch some shows that you want to talk about real quick, and then I'll share some of the shows that I talked about uh, saw and we'll jump right into episode by episode of Winx.
3: Sure. So I I didn't watch too many other things, uh, knowing that I was going to be gearing up to, to binge this at the last minute, but I did watch two of them. One show that I watched with my daughter was Dare Me. It's TVMA, not for kids, but it was really good. Very, very dark. It's these cheerleaders at a high school and just all kinds of,
0: Strange, like fiction,
3: inappropriate things going on with them fiction um, though
0: or no oh, it, it sounds totally like a game fiction. show no, no, like no, a no. Game show. <laughs> it does sound like that
3: uh, it's not double dare um but it's t-
0: <laughs> totally
3: totally um dark and gritty and it was really really good there's a mystery that involves um unfolds throughout And just kind of following that and trying to figure out how it happened. We actually are almost at the end of the last episode, so I don't even know if it's resolved at the end. But if you want something that's kind of dark and gritty, uh, but still like something that revolves around like high school and teen kind of stuff, this was a good one. And then I started watching, I, I didn't finish yet, but I started watching Daughter from Another Mother, which is... I'm I'm loving it it's great it's about this uh these two women who could not be more different and they both have babies and then the babies wind up being switched at the hospital they go home with them and then the hospital hey we know about that yeah yeah yeah.
0: we know about that and and our wink stuff
1: look at that
3: we'll see there you go (laughs) (laughs) but um again I'm enjoying it so far I didn't finish the whole thing yet but I'm I'm really enjoying this one and I think I'm definitely going to stick it out so Diego you watch some stuff too yeah
2: yeah, I watched Outside the Wire. That's the film with Anthony Mackie. Uh, I really liked it. The action was really dope. He does a really good job. The the CGI in it's pretty good. He's like a cyborg kind of guy. who They go on a mission. The mission kind of has some like secrets behind other secrets. Behind other secrets. So it's a lot of twists and turns there. And so I, I really like that. Um, halfway through Lupin which is the like super yeah, that's mystery my list, it's really good i really I enjoyed it uh if you're into like you know kind of like an ocean's 11 type feel kind of thing where like things happen and at the end of the episode they kind of show you like how it all like went down like how you were able to pull things off so that's really cool so i really enjoyed and that's that. just the
0: first half of the first season right i heard
2: I, I really don't know anything about it in terms of that
0: okay. but I
2: know it's only 6 episodes so I'm hoping I, that there's more to it. I think that's what it, it is.
0: Yeah, I think that's what it is. So
2: So that was really that's really enjoyable and then I started Spycraft, which is like a documentary on like spy gadgets and you know the history of spying I guess and it was just too boring. I just wasn't feeling it. I might give it
0: another go but I, I actually started Disenchanted, which I actually liked the first season or two. I I'm not done with the current season, but it's just okay. Like it wasn't anything crazy, so I all don't right.
2: know. So that's about that's it. That's all I got. And then of course, what we're going to talk about, so you guys ready to talk about Winks? I I am
0: really ready to talk about Winks, but I Ella, I have all sorts of like pre-episode question craziness like I I feel like we're kind of just thrown into this rather quickly and i don't know a lot of what's going on with the fairies and the specialists like what are the specialists the specialists have no powers is that correct
1: um, well, the pest specialist, it actually depends on what canon you are following with the Winx franchise. There okay. is the main animated series that has been ongoing since January of, 20, 2000, of 2004, and there is also tie in comics that started a few months after. The okay. comics do diverge quite a bit from the actual animated content, and it does get into a lot more serious team plot lines, at least during the duration of the first three seasons. Essentially, the specialists are warriors. They do have magic, as everyone in the magic dimension, as it is originally called in the f- animated series, has a bit of magic. It's not okay. necessarily enough to, you know, transform or fight, but everyone in the magic dimension has magic. Um, there is a specialist who I don't even think will show up in fate by the name of Helia, who has a bit more. Specialists are essentially warriors. They are mostly in the series running support for the fairies. They do kind of like military grade actions and missions, but the series never really focused a lot on them. The okay. comics had arcs that did. Um, there's this huge treason arc the comics did. Um, that kind of gave us a little bit more content, but basically they are kind of the military aspect of the universe.
0: Okay. Now, are there wizards in this universe as well, or no? Like, is it just fairies, female, and that's it, or is there... No,
1: not at all. Um, in the original series, there's we. <laughs> there's a lot to it. Yeah. Um, the biggest appeal of Winx is having this world that you're in. The lore of it, it's meshed with fantasy, as we see in Fate, but also incorporates a lot of sci-fi elements into it, making this contemporary fantasy world... Really, Lord, so many fans. There are wizards. We do um, in season three of the original series, there is a very pivotal character by the name of Nabu who is a wizard who has a huge plot point in season three. He is in the first movie as well, and he also has a huge plot point in season four of the series. In season four of Winks Club, the series is set on Earth and it does diverge from Bloom's story and it does have the antagonist being the wizards of the black circle who were antagonists responsible for the destruction of magic on earth we don't necessarily get a lot of build up about it there are wizards witches and we do see elves and other magical beings throughout the series it just plays into what specific arc is going on in the series
0: okay so in in fate though we're on earth right so is this area like where they're training and, and the castle and all that, it's it's hidden by this barrier, but it's still earth somewhere, I'm assuming in Europe-ish, right? I mean, is that what we're kind of, what fate the Wink saga is leading us to believe? Is that what you kind of understand it as?
1: In my interpretation, it was their way of trying to make the magic dimension a little more realistic and grounded for people who aren't necessarily wanting to be into the world of Winx Club as we know it. It seems to be more or less a pocket dimension for lack of better phrasing, because I know it has been noted that Earth where Bloom was raised is known as the first world and it's known as the other world. So chances are it's just a different realm that okay. is and is not accessible to certain people based on, of course, magic. And for all we know, there could be times when portals open up between the two worlds otherwise.
0: Gotcha. Dude, this is nice actually going to you know being able to talk about this with somebody we have like a walking just, encyclopedia at this point
2: just <laughs> listening to this uh i don't know if you guys ever read i mean totally off topic but ever read the books fable haven
0: yeah mm-hmm. it yeah.
2: kind of has that fable haven feel to it almost right. i love those books
0: all right so we're going to get into it episode by episode and ella you are going to lead us down the path of maybe where things diverge where things don't make sense and whether you like it or not right because I really enjoyed it. So let, let's just start there before we even get into the episodes. Overall, I really liked it. I'll just leave it at that until we break down the episodes. But what does everyone else think? Just, you know, what's your thoughts on it? Like, so, just high level. I'll be
3: honest. I had read uh, not great reviews of it, and I have no background with it at all. I I was kind of drawn to it because I love, I, I read a ton of books about fairies and fae and all kinds of stuff. I was curious about it. I had read some things and I was like, "Uh, oh, uh-oh." I enjoyed it. I okay. I enjoyed it. I, you know, I took it for what it was, not having any background information on it, not knowing if it was following a canon or a story or a, you know, anything like that. I enjoyed it for what was presented to me without any background knowledge of it. So, I thought it was good. I would recommend it to people who enjoyed this kind of genre. Uh
2: I- I I don't know if I enjoyed it as much as you guys did. There were parts where I was like, this is cool. But then there's other parts, like some CGI parts and we'll talk about when we get to certain episodes. But there are just some things that I was like, meh. And at times it felt just long, just overextended at points. But enjoyable here and there. I'll I'll be interested to see what happens next. But I just needed to move a little. I needed to have a little bit of a faster pace, just for me. Just for me. No, and I Ella... agree with you
3: on that. There were a couple of episodes for me that I just was like, uh, okay, let's just move along here. Like, so and I agree, the, there were parts that were draggy.
2: Yeah, and the, the characters are enjoyable. Like, yes. I, I don't think, like, Beatrix, I enjoyed her character. Sky, I enjoyed his character. But just, I needed right. it to move a little bit faster. So we can jump in. So, what so Ella,
0: Ella, what did you think though, overall? <laughs>
1: This is where the rock and the hard place <laughs> finds me, uh, and I know this is a big, big shared uh, opinion with a lot of fans because I've been talking to them. Mm-hmm. Is this isn't Wink's? This is a property that has Wink's name attached. There's very little in terms of plot and characters and character design and development that does echo true to the original series it, mm-hmm. at times it would be if you didn't have Bloom as a redhead if Stella was on a blonde if you switch things around you could pass this off as some other original property and you would not know it is Wink's Club. Do, so, so it's you, like
3: if Star Wars took place on but, Earth and they just called it like space Bike. like that? what about Riverdale though? Oh Riverdale! That's See I
0: consider like I don't consider Riverdale to be like Canon to the Archie comics, right?
3: It's no, it's not. And I'm Archie comics are, are my actual thing. I'm a huge Archie comic. Of course, comics they fan. are. Yeah, you tell they, us. they really are. I It's the truth. um And yet, no, absolutely not. They're a dark, dark imagining of Riverdale and the people there. But the characters are all very much the same. Where Ella were the, were the characters the same here? Like, even like their personality. Like, I know their powers were the same from what I understand, but like their personalities
1: and their interactions, was that the same? Uh, One thing I do want to go on record, um, that I know the fandom (laughs) is very well aware of, I obviously um, for people coming in, they aren't aware of this. Um, The Wings Club series has gone through various iterations from the original first three seasons and then the first film. And then in 2010, Nickelodeon, I signed a deal and did co-productions and they own a stake in Rainbow. And the series has shifted since then to become more juvenile, more childish and then um, 2019 the eighth season of this series debuted and it was moved to a preschool channel in italy Rai yo-yo and the series has since been retooled for a preschool demographic while it was still retaining a lot of older fans including myself and there has been a lot of backlash towards rainbow for a lot of the creative decisions they've been doing and honestly point blank They have not been treating the older fandom with any respect. They're basically wanting us to get out, is basically the entire attitude towards Rainbow. Um, I get, obviously, you're not going to cater to an adult audience when you are writing for this demo, but just how they have been acting, they have given older fans a shaft And we have seen a lot of older fans leave the fandom as a result, but this was pretty much their attempt to get us older fans back. The Mm. 18 to 25 year olds that grew up with winks that knew the story. So it was kind of their attempt to get us back, but it has varying results as you can tell.
0: Mm. But were the characters similar? So let me phrase the question this Uh, way then.
3: (laughs) Are the characters in this like the original characters before all of the things that you just mentioned?
1: To some extent, there is some bits. Bloom is one of her big driving forces we see in the first three seasons in the film is her desire to understand her past, understand her family. She is a big driving force for that, but she's not exactly the queen of bad decisions like we see here. (laughs) Stella (laughs) is... Stella can be full of herself, but she has enough sense to be grounded back. She has a very clear point of her insecurities that does differ. Um, Aisha, uh, Aisha, she probably honestly got hurt the most by this in terms of personality. Uh, Musa's powers, she originally was the fairy of music, and music was a huge part of her personality that mm. is no longer present. She has a headphones. Th- <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like she played instruments, she sang, she wanted to be a musician, there was conflict between her and her father, between what path she wanted to take as an adult and what she should be doing. Um, Sky, there was a lot more of Sky that they cut out, which honestly, if you know the full story, probably is for the best. Uh, Riven is roughly the same. Um, The teachers, yeah, they also diverge a lot. There's very little that you can say, oh, this is a very genuine blue moment. And the relationship between the girls, although we start to see at the end of the series, in the original series, they form this very close, very tight-knit bond pretty much off the bat. And right wrong or indifferent, they all stick together, which we didn't see until the end of the series.
0: Got you. All right. We're, we're going to go in episode by episode. I think we're going to get into more of this a little bit. So the first episode we have is To the Waters in the Wild. So in hopes of mastering her magic, Bloom begins her studies at Alfea and Crosses paths with her curious classmates. So I mean, this is kind of, and again, then oh, it said a secret comes to light. but this is where we first get introduced to Bloom. I, I dig her, right? Because we don't know a lot about her at this point. We just know that she's kind of that person that needs help with her magic, right? She's new. She at this point we're 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 thinking that she's just, and her uh, you know like a Hermione, right? Doesn't really know anything because she was raised by humans. So mm-hmm. this is kind of our introduction. I mean, what did you think? like how do you think that kind of played off? Actually, I'll tell you the truth. I thought that the locales and the filming was was gorgeous. I thought yeah, oh, absolutely.
3: Yeah. Absolutely, I. I the, the first episode took me a minute to really get drawn in. My first thought, they just introduced people so quickly. And then yeah. like we're with the roommates and they were with other people. And I'm like, wait, is this a roommate too? Like I, I had to kind of go back and rewind a little bit just to reintroduce everybody to me. Immediately, Stella was a no-go for me. I'm sure she's like your favorite character, Damon. But she felt like a bully to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, I mean, was she
0: really, though, at the end?
3: Right, but but she was at this point, right? She was not a nice person at the beginning. I was really curious um, about Musa's power. I wanted to know what that was. Then, you know, I see Bloom, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's Dorcas from Sabrina. And I was so excited. And then, um, uh, what's his name? Silver? Mm-hmm. He He's Thomas from Downton Abbey, which I also loved. So I was like, oh, there's familiar faces. So that kind of drew me in a little bit. I was really curious in this first episode about the burned ones because they were referencing them, but we didn't know anything about them. The best thing that they did in this first episode, I think, is that they gave us the backstory on the fire at home right up front. And I liked that they they didn't make us they didn't tease us about like this trauma that she had had and something had happened with her mom she had this bad relationship they teased us just for the first half of that first episode but then they told us what happened and I was like okay thank you because I didn't need that dragged out amongst episode after episode
0: I don't know I felt I felt a little overwhelmed by the first episode
1: mm-hmm. a-
0: again as, as Ella's kind of let us know there, there's a lot of backstory here there's a lot of information that we really just don't get right and I feel like I you know I kind of got thrown into it a little bit not understanding like kind of what's going on what powers we have where they are what it means to be a fairy what it means to be a specialist I, I knew none of this and I'm kind of along for the ride but I'm already starting to feel like overwhelmed I guess so so Ella for you What does this first episode do to introduce you to a different kind of take on Winx? Like, do you feel like your background helped you or hindered you or, or what did you feel when you first watched the first episode?
1: Uh, I have to confess, i actually seen a lot of leaks, so none of this was actually me going in blind. I was pretty well aware of what we were going to do tone-wise, and a few weeks uh, prior, actually, iTunes leaked the preview of the novel adaptation, which did basically outline the first episode, so I was pretty well-versed in what was going to happen. Um, In this case, they really did, again, diverge from the original story, and one of the things that I noticed, although, you know, it is a wonderful location, they did amazing with the scenery, is the fact that Althea is so isolated, everything is all together. works as both an advantage and a disadvantage in that terms of the plot, because they're not able to go and seek information elsewhere. The introductions were very fast and hard, and you didn't get the time to just come into it and, you know, have the club ultimately form, which was a huge diversion from the original.
0: Okay. okay yeah like, like i said this was this was kind of our, our first kind of take so it starts to pick up a little bit right so now we have episode two which is no strangers here so a new dawn a new day dawns as the students explore their powers and feelings bloom and stella team up for a mission the burned one's reign of terror evolves now i liked the burned ones like i thought from a character standpoint of you know they were scary enough Right. First of all, I'm going to go on record here, though, and just say there was some gross things I just didn't care about. Right. <laughs> right. As we even get further along, there's even some more gross things. But, you know, this whole burned ones, I, I kind of dig them. Right. I kind of dig what is going on with them. I like their look. Um, Bloom and Stella teaming up. Well, I mean, is it really a team up? I, I don't know. Right. But we're, we're trying to figure out. We don't really necessarily know who Stella really is at this point either, do we? Or Bloom for that matter.
3: Uh, I felt like we had a pretty good handle on both of them at this point. And Stella uh, teaming up with her didn't seem genuine at all. Um, It didn't seem like she was trying to help her. There was obviously her own motives behind that. I didn't, I I found the episode two to be kind of slow. It didn't really hold my attention too much. But this is when I was, became very curious about Beatrix. I was just, they're they're giving us a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And it was in this one where I was like, what is her deal? Like, who is this and what's her deal? I'm
0: going to tell you that I thought at this point, right, Beatrix is some older fairy lady that's turned young to infiltrate. Like, this is my first take on her.
3: That would have been good storyline. I'm like just, that. <laughs>
0: that's just, that's just I what have I got question, out of though. her. I do yeah. have
3: a question though. And I, I should have asked this in episode one, but Ella, and maybe you can answer this question. It was just a little bit unclear to me. So you mentioned before, uh, Damon, that you felt like, Bloom was a little bit of a Hermione character, which made me think of Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. And in Harry Potter, the muggles don't know about the wizarding world, not really, right? I mean, Harry's aunt and uncle do, but that's just because they have to. But for the most part, humans kind of don't, right? It's it's not a thing, like it's a big issue if they see like the car flying through the sky. I couldn't quite figure out, it seems like humans know of the fairies here but maybe they really don't because bloom is saying that you know her parents thinks that she's in switzerland but but i think that goes back
0: to what ella said though like this is this is a different take right where this is earth right and 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 ella you please correct me when i'm wrong here but the first the beginning of winks itself right there's no earth involved is there it's just or is there
1: when the um you mean the original series yeah 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 Um, Originally, the series opens to Bloom, pretty much unbeknownst, walking into a fight between Stella and these uh, monsters, and she basically ends up activating her magic right then and there and saving Stella. Stella is depleted of her power. She's exhausted. She collapsed. Bloom, not knowing what to do, she literally brings her back home. And basically, when Stella wakes up, she has no filter because the Stella we most fans know is... She has no filter she basically blabs oh i'm from the magic dimension you can't call me with that phone unless it goes to the other realms and she ends up when mike threatens to call the police because she's crazy she turns the phone into a cabbage and a carrot so they're pretty much thrust into this idea of magic and they do have trolls actually come to the house to steal stella's ring which is a huge plot point in the original series because they are under the impression the tricks which three and the three witches actually are searching for the dragon fire
0: hmm so so what's interesting though is that even if this is a pocket dimension everyone's cell phone seems to work nice huh they got Instagram and they get their their Instagram game on that that's the part that I was kind of um, curious to me
3: right like that's what I'm saying like it seems like they're living on earth and they're yeah there's the pocket dimension but but its Seemed very. They
0: got 5G cell towers. That's so they're Exactly.
3: Good. That's like the piece. Like, I was like, so do humans know? Or are they a secret? Because they've done a great job of creating this shield, right? Like, there's the shield around the school. But then Wait. later on, we find there's also a shield around somewhere else. So people can't see, which makes me feel like they're so, so, there and it's hidden. I don't know.
0: Hold on a second. So, are the burned ones in Earth? Are they on Earth? Or is this. Like, is there two things that I'm thinking about? Is there like this magical pocket dimension and then the burned ones are in there and then in that magical pocket dimension, there's this shield that protects just Alfea?
1: Who
3: are you asking?
0: I'm asking anybody at this point. Yeah,
3: so that like that's what I'm saying. That's what's confusing about this. And again, maybe it's one of those things where you just have to suspend your disbelief. The way that it seems to be presented to me is that it's the world that we live in. There just happen to be fairies um, and burned ones and and these other things that that we don't know about that exist that coexist with us, right? Because there's then the regular world where her parents live and they're like, "Don't worry, we got the burned one out of the real world or whatever they called it." So it seems like there are these protected things again, kind of like Hogwarts, right? Where you can't get there if you don't know how to get there. Um, and and so that was the piece that i was so, like so are they known about or are they not are they just protected by their shield and then when they're out in the regular world they pretend like they don't have powers like well, what he, he because her a... parents when she finally talks to them at the end they seem oh, upset you save that about that for the end i know they seem upset about the big secret but they don't seem particularly <laughs> shocked by the well, magic wait, of
0: it here's another question ella is this the only school in this realm in the rest of the wink saga solaria
1: right actually the thing that i found interesting with amy wicks saying about that is the showrunner went on record saying he was sourcing and using the first four seasons of the film uh, the, se- the first four seasons of the franchise. And the fourth season dealt with magic on Earth, specifically in na Yogg, which dealt with. The entire plot was around the Earth fairies. I'm half thinking it's supposed to be kind of a na Yogg situation where they have this barrier away from everyone. In the original series, there was a barrier that existed outside of the city in the realm of magics to keep non-magical beings out. In um, okay. the original series, there's Mostly in the original series, we're focused on three schools, Alfia, which is only for fairies, Red Fountain, which is the training ground for the specialist, and Cloud Tower for the witches. Uh, throughout the series, as it goes on, mostly in, I want to say season six, we do see other realms, and we do see their schools. Throughout the series, we go throughout the universe, and we see different realms and dimensions, but there are other schools that teach for various levels, and various types of magic beta academy is another one we hear a lot in season three Hmm. okay okay Okay. it
2: definitely has that harry potter feel to it just like even just hearing that about the different schools just like in harry potter and i even wrote down my notes that
0: this oh it is this iteration is very reminiscent of that now in theory though so how did the numbers line up what actually came first so you said 17 years and how old is harry potter harry potter way before that Wings Club was
1: basically a love child between Harry Potter and Sailor Moon in a way. The plot was um, actually driven around someone, Eugenio Strafe, the CEO and creator of the franchise, knew, who was a friend of his, a girl who longed to find her birth parents, and that was the inspiration. Um, The series did draw a lot of inspiration from Harry Potter especially given the time frame when you look at it. And it also mm-hmm. took from um, Sailor Moon and the Magical Girl genre that was just budding at the time because this was before we had a lot of the franchises we know in that subgenre. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All,
0: right. All right. So want mm-hmm. to get to episode three? Yep, episode yes. three. So past meets present as Bloom explores a pivotal memory. Meanwhile, Aisha struggles with her studies and Silva shapes a secret and the school party takes shape. The, the parties are kind of weird. They feel like they're like, right in the middle of the school with teachers just turning a blind eye, right? That's how
2: they kind of comment on that, though. They did, they
0: did. They said, oh, these are in some special parts of the school where no one goes anymore. (laughs) I don't know. They feel like they're, like, straight smack dab in the middle. Like, they might as well just invite the teachers to come down and hang out. And, like, these parties are real high school parties, right? People are doing drugs and, and all that stuff, and there's a lot going on here. But what's interesting here is, right, so we get a taste of what is eventually going to pick up steam in four five and six is where this really gets started you know, Bloom has this memory, right? So we know there's at this point, right? We, we know Beatrix is, I don't know what we know, right? We, we know that something's not right there. Um, but you know, this is where it's a little bit more about Bloom and, and okay. There's, there's some big secrets being had by everybody. At this point and we're just starting to touch on that a little bit i felt like this episode
2: yeah I would this, agree episode, with this. this episode was probably of the first three my one where i was like all right now we're starting to get something and i really enjoyed that when they find she finds a picture of uh, rosalind mm-hmm. and she asked beatrix and beatrix like you could tell like she knows something
0: i really like beatrix like i i really do I and do. i feel she, i feel like oh. a lot of this is like I don't think, and we find out more at the end. I almost don't know if anybody's wrong in their own head. No.
3: (laughs) Well, but nobody ever is wrong in their own head.
0: Everybody (laughs) thinks that they're right. I mean, I don't know about that, but like, it's just, it's interesting. So, anyway, so this is what we have in this episode. I would say that, again, there's a lot of introduction to what we're going to see as the plot points for the rest of the season but at the same time i don't necessarily think a lot goes on that like so what actually what do we what do we notice in this episode i mean i i didn't take such detailed notes but i feel like have have we seen bloom already you know do powerful magic at this point i forget is that no episode three not yet or four?
3: most of okay. this season was like you said or this episode sorry is like you said it was the party and then beatrix and riven uh, riven are in the basement with sky and bloom and it was a lot of that kind of banter and getting to almost set up
0: yeah, bad setup. guys
3: versus good guys. You know what I mean? Like that's kind sure. of the, how the banter was going to kind of just let us know like what team everybody was on, and that everybody kind of had their own reasons for whatever it was that now, they were doing.
0: That's Sky's brother, right? Or is that not just his friend? I, that's that, where I've...
3: they're just friends.
0: Okay, so Sky is an only child. I, I for some reason I felt like they were brothers at one point. And then weren't and then I I don't know so okay so, so that makes sense so Ella is the other who was the other dude by the way anyway the one that hangs out with Beatrix there there's not the Brilliant. one that likes the girl
1: oh yeah Dane
0: Dane yeah so is he in the in the series as well like are there any characters so far that we've met now that are, are not canon at this point forget about their personalities meshing up perfectly but is there anybody we're meeting that's not canon
1: uh, there actually is quite a bit that we do meet already in the series. Tara is actually not canon. She is basically a replacement for Flora, who was a part of the original Winks Club. Sam obviously did not exist because Flora only had a little sister by the name of Miele, who was far too young at this point in the timeline to actually be able to attend a theater with her sister. Uh, Dane is also a new entry into this, as well as Sam, who we do meet, I believe, a couple episodes later on. Silva, the specialist um, professor, is also kind of a replacement for Saladin. Uh, Dowling is actually a replacement for Farragonda and, um, Flora, um, Tierra's father. I kind of want to say he's like whiz but that doesn't even feel right.
0: Okay. Gotcha. And Beatrix right.
1: is a combined of the tricks. Icy Darcy and Stormy.
0: Okay. So, so, so now we're getting into, so episode four is some wrecked angel. And this is where I feel like things start to pick up steam a little bit. So Absolutely. Bloom's can. T- Continuing her search for answers with Sky, Beatrix works to conceal her crime. A special guest visits Alfea and leaves Stella feeling conflicted. I- <laughs> See, again, this is where, like, I-, I don't mind Stella because look at what she was going through. Mm-hmm. And it's just I-, I feel for her even more finding out the truth about the the girl that she in theory right blinded and, and why all that happened but this is where we introduced to stella's mom right and it starts to make this world feel a little bit bigger because now we're introduced to the queen right and what's going on that you know hey it's not just this school there's a whole world out there that needs protecting so help us understand ella a little bit before we deep dive into this part of the you know this actual episode her mom stella's mom like she's the head of this whole magical realm like give us an understanding of what she is in the saga itself
1: uh within fate or within the larger wings universe both in the larger wings universe we don't necessarily have a single person ever shown to be in charge of the schools it's mostly again the collective of farragonda solidin and griffin who are the headmasters of the original school um queen luna is of course, Stella's mother, and um, that's when it gets a little bit tricky, is because she, Stella is, of course, the Crown Princess of Solaria, which is another realm. However, this is again where the series does diverge. One of the big plot points involving Ster- Stella's background and where a lot of her personality and her conflicts come from, and even insecurities, is the plot line is she's dealing with her parents divorcing. So we don't actually really see either her mother, Queen Luna, and her father, King Radius. Very often in the series, until season three, do we start to see uh, King Radius as he does become involved in the plot. Queen Luna does not really appear much as well, and she doesn't necessarily have the role that she does in here. There actually is no one really pushing Stella in this regard. It's just a lot of her own insecurities are driving her, and the fact that she is damaged by her parents' um, ongoing toxic relationship she had seen as a child. She's dealing with that. The uncertainty, she is a princess, she does have these expectations. And that does weigh on her. However, it's not in the same course as this. She's not being pushed to be perfect. She's just trying to figure out things on her own.
0: This is interesting because we we don't hear anything about her father and fate, right, at all. Mm
1: -mm. Right. Do we? They don't even mention a father.
0: No, we just have the queen who is Mm -hmm. super-duper powerful. I feel like everyone, though, is super-duper powerful, right? So you got, like, people that can do fire, but okay, they can heal wounds. Okay, she can do light, but she can now make everything disappear. you You know, like, their powers are, like, so... Very overpowering. I guess that's where we have the different levels of the fairies and what they can accomplish. It just seems like everyone's like super duper duper powerful. Yeah,
3: but when you put in like Queen of Light or Queen of the Sun, it just, even the name just kind of sets her a little bit high. And the fact that everybody's so deferent, you know, everybody shows her such deference that, you know, I mean, yeah, there's Stella, but I feel like Stella's still in some ways coming into her power which is evidence when her mother puts her in her place and she's like hey you know stella's like i stopped one of the burned ones and the mom's like that's nothing and then like totally makes it seem like stella's in another place you know yeah so again that kind of showed the hierarchy of powers to me the the thing that got me when we when we met stella's mom like yes i understand that it was meant to explain why stella is the way she is and it definitely did you know her mother's definitely overcritical of her very harsh it kind of set up for me this idea where i felt like it was very obvious to me who the villains were like Mm -hmm. every there wasn't and because of that there wasn't a lot of shock value to anything nothing surprised me as it unfolded like in episode four, this episode, Bloom and Beatrix go to the town where they were born and they find out that they're the only survivors of this military raid um, that, you know, was supposed to kill the burned ones, but it killed everybody in the town. And even as Beatrix is telling the story, it sounds fishy. It just doesn't sound quite right to me. Right. How and is, so how I'm is like...
0: Beatrix so powerful anyway?
3: Well, we because she's mentored by these powerful, bad kinda kinda people, right? And then even at the end of this episode when we see Rosalind for the first time, Rosalind doesn't look like someone who's wrongly imprisoned. She's got like that smirky sneer on her face, and I'm like, Oh yeah, she's bad. Like, you know, <laughs> don't break her out. Like it's so obvious that she's not a good person and it's so obvious that the queen is not a good person like there was no i don't but know then we just... don't
0: know but then at the end we don't know
3: yeah we do i feel like we know
0: was yeah. there witches in there were there blood witches like so, okay um, let's we're... just let, let's take a step into to the next episode first okay. though. Okay. Before, before we get there and I get to argue with Amy which is my favorite part of this show actually <laughs> I have so, no doubt. <laughs> in order in order to reconnect with Beatrice Bloom sets to, uh seeks the help of a fellow student Sky opens up about his past Mrs. Dowling shares more of her story so we get a little bit more somebody take over for me Amy take over for here work us through this episode
3: so this is the one bloom is trying to make beatrix out of jail right and she's got the help of dane and then in this episode as well sky and bloom finally get together which is awesome because i am still not liking stella in this episode and i don't (laughs) even feel bad for her even though she has this awful mother you know i'm a big believer in you know you make your own choices and she's not making great ones i just don't find her to be a likable character even though at the end of the episode. She does come and kind of join the quest. So she starts to turn a corner at the end, but it's it's just this, you know, it's the continuation of the journey, right? Like we've got it, we're gonna give break Beatrix out of jail. And I keep thinking, don't do it, don't do it. It's it's shifty, there's something wrong. And and again, that's my thing. I feel like I feel like anybody who's watching. And maybe I'm wrong. You probably thought it was a great idea, but didn't think this was going to be a good idea. Don't break her out. That's not a good idea. Don't break Rosalind out. That's not going to be a good idea. You're being well, fed a line of baloney here. I just I didn't understand. feel like
2: they had a plan. Like
3: they're right, just going to free her
0: right. and then well, we'll well, see why what didn't you wait the extra day? The, the, the headmistress said, like, I will tell you tomorrow. Right. Tomorrow. It's not like she said, I'm not going to tell you. I will tell you tomorrow. Go to sleep. And when you wake up, I will tell She's you. She's waited everything. her whole life for the truth, Damon.
3: Right. Tomorrow she, so is a long time away. So she couldn't wait eight away. hours. Tomorrow is a long time away.
0: Th- this I is think... where, again, I didn't like that part. Because to me, it seemed like that was way too forced. Like, you've been waiting a while. You can't wait 12 hours. I mean, at this point, right, they're going to take care of the burned ones, right? Isn't that what stops her from actually having this right. discussion with her? Yes. Is she drunk at this point, too? Was she? Was no, that... no, no, that, okay, no. Okay, that was but, the previous that's one. That after okay. the party, yeah. So all right, so the thing is, all she's got to do, she goes in, she complains, "Hey, you got to tell me everything. I know you're lying about this other place." Blah 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 blah. But I listen. I love the fact that they pushed Beatrix through. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. That, was yeah. that was good. That was good. That was good. I, I didn't. I truly didn't expect that. I thought that was perfect. I don't understand why these boys are so willing to do whatever for Beatrix. Like that's, it's so weird that he's gonna, he's a specialist, but he's just gonna let Bloom in. And uh, I don't know, a little disbelief there as well.
3: Yeah, well this, I mean, the specialists, that was part of the issue that I have. with It, it just, because they were different than the fairies, they seemed to live by their own kind of code, which was even... But their code was a little unclear like it seemed like they were super military at times yeah and then it seemed like they were just high school guys at times and it seemed well, like like it was hard for me to get a handle on the specialists list and where their loyalties lie and who was really the boss of them and they're training 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 and
0: yeah for what what are they, did they what are they training right. for so if there's been no burned ones. so ella this is where we need you are there burned ones <laughs> in winks and what are the specialists training for?
1: Uh, uh, well, again, I feel like at this point is it even worth putting up spoiler warning because it's been around. No, no, no. Years. We, th- these are no. full
0: spoiler episodes here. So.
1: Um, right. Uh, the Burn ones—they never existed in the Wings Club series. At least not the way that that we are. This seeing is all this a there. sham. <laughs> oh yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but basically, the series. This episode was a play on again another one of Bloom's. In the original series, Bloom has a tendency to basically flee at a sign of conflict, and when she gets stressed out, she runs okay. back to Gardenia. It happens throughout the series. Uh, at this point in the series, this was a play of what happened after the event of the Day of the Royals at Iraklion, this huge festival they had in Bloom really made a horrible, horrible embarrassment of herself. She ended up finding out a secret about Sky that ended up devastating her and messing with her mind, so she retreated back to her parents' home. There, the tricks followed her, and they stripped out her dragon flame, and they basically laid down the table, this is who you are, this is your power, and, they, and there's nothing you can do, we have your power, and with that magic, they summon what is known as the Army of Decay, which is, you can assume, an army built up of decay and that did lead into the first season's final where okay. the Alphea students and the Fred Fountain Warriors specialists and the Cloud Tower witches had to band together to fight these creatures and in the end it was only really Bloom who was able to realize her true power and understand and come to terms with everything. So, so able The able burnt ones the...
0: are trying to get this flame from her. We know this kind of at this point that they're chasing her, so you're saying that in theory That Could the Burned Ones be kind of the same plot storyline as these other people that were trying to get her Dragon Flame or not really?
1: I think it's more in line with what we see with Veltor in Season 3 when we get into the roots of Bloom and we see her understand full circle exactly what happened that made her homeworld fall. It has to be somebody else who who has control of the Dragon Fire, Dragon Flame. Your mileage may vary on that that is doing this. It basically almost has to be an iteration of Valtor in a roundabout way.
0: But the specialists in the, the original series, like they have magic weapons at that point. See, that was the one thing like, how do these dudes not have magic weapons? That's the first thing. Mm. And what are they like? So what do you feel like in fate? I mean, in fate, we kind of know that they're the, they're, you know, trying to train just in case there's ever the burned ones coming back. Right. That's this kind of current Winx world. Um, but what do they exist for in the original series just to protect the fairies from, other things like and do they have magic weapons in the original series or are they just because again these guys are training with sticks and swords and i'm just like
1: they do have sticks and sword but it's kind of a fusion of magic technology which is a huge thing you see in the series it's kind of this idea with you know the sci-fi tech with magic kind of meshed together they are basically fighting to be able to help defend and protect their home realms and the entire magic universe should threats come up because although we do see through the series most of the threats are thanks to the Winx and Bloom they do come up and ultimately the idea is the fairies, a specialist, once they graduate they move on to basically become the warriors and guardians of their home world.
0: Okay gotcha. I think
2: this was also the episode correct me if I'm wrong where Bloom kind of starts having like the fire go up her arm Okay yeah 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 and yeah. that CGI right there was so terrible. It really, really,
0: it really <laughs> bugged me out, man. It really—that's funny because I I didn't see that at all. I know I know the scene that you're talking, but I thought the CGI was actually very well done for the series. So maybe for it, everything except the fire, it looked it looked. This terrible. is where this is where you see the the fire. She in the forest at the no place no no. With the, the I vessel? think she's in.
2: Fr- I think she's in front of Rosalind, and like Rosalind's telling her like, "Hey, you have this gift inside of you." And the fire starts to kind of climb up
0: her arm a little bit to release her. I think. Okay. If the
2: first time that happened, I'm like, this is this is no good. This but
0: like, bad. I just was like, wow, this is weird. Like, so she's got this fire, but like, it doesn't burn anything she's got going on, so that's fine. Like, so maybe she's got to such control, she creates a little pocket of air between the fire and her. Maybe that's why you didn't like the CGI. Maybe I don't know, mm. but it looked bad. I just didn't like it. <laughs> From a right,
3: story so- perspective. I liked this episode simply because I enjoyed the fact that, like you said before, when the girls kind of shove Beatrix through, this is when- That
0: was funny. The
3: roommates become a team, like a real team. Like each of them are keeping secrets from each other throughout. They're not oh, really- Oh, even though, outside. what's her
0: name's a snitch though at this point, right? Yeah, yes. Aisha?
3: Yeah. Yeah. But I like the fact that now they're they're kind of all in it together. All right. We've got a We've got to save Bloom, we've got to take care of things here, and we're only going to be able to do it together. And I liked that part of it from a story perspective that they really started to maybe, and maybe this is the, you know, part that Ella, you know, and people who love the original series might be a little more on board with, but Become, if not a club, a team, right? Like they're they're going to work together here. and I, and I liked seeing that in this episode. it's it, I think it really set up for episode six.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about episode six so we can then kind of overall talk. So the fanatic heart uh, as the Alphians fight for survival, the truth about Bloom's destiny is revealed. Can she help defeat the burned ones, or will evil outperform magic? There's a lot to unpack here, right? So this seems very Dementors attacking hard Hogwarts, right? Yep. <laughs> Definitely, right? That's what it seems like. So what we kind of learn here, right, is that we we have... Oh man, there's just a lot going on here. So we have Bloom going just full-on like fairy, right? And just, just beating down burned ones. But then we come to feel like, all right, well, what are the burned ones? Because they look like humans after. And then, so we have that little pocket. Then we have the... Well, was Rosalind really bad, or were those blood witches? What are blood witches, and was she right in destroying that whole village? And then we find out that Sky's dad is still alive after what's his name tried to attempted murder, and why did he do that? And they were they all just wrong, right? Were they wrong? Was Rosalind right, and they just totally hosed up? And then we're left with we don't know the answer to that. See, and
3: I feel like Rosalind was. May have been right that they were blood witches, but that that's who the burned ones are they're the burned blood witches Like the blood witches didn't actually die and now they want their revenge and they're here And this is on Rosalind for burning them all to begin with Like this kind of started my my head starting to go a little bit like as the war wh- of the story unfolded
0: so why did they turn kind of human like after? bloom kills them but not after other people kill them well because Ancient she's magic. one of them
3: she's Ancient. one of them she's born to them she's one of them that's why they're coming for her not necessarily to hurt her but to get her and bring her with them that's kind of where i felt this was going was no no, because no, no, no even... i
0: thought that she wasn't from that village right isn't that what the last thing at the end we say that she wasn't actually even from that village
3: yeah, I know. But there were so many <laughs> misdirections and things. like. I yeah, I know, really but I'm still like going to
0: can... go in on that? Like, I don't
3: know. I don't I, know. I,
0: I mean, it, it kind of like what, what I got out of that was is that they're the Burned Ones are worried that she's going to destroy them all. Or, right, that they were trying to get her, right? Because isn't it what Rosalind says? They were trying to take you to use you in their blood witch magic to make themselves powerful.
3: Yeah, but Rosalind's a big liar.
0: But is she? Why do we think that? Because what do we really know at this point? She was imprisoned. So let's just say she was right, right? I mean, she she... is killing people left and right. Hey, listen, sometimes you got (laughs) to do that in the fairy world, right? You got to be a hawk sometimes. That's just what you got to do. But the thing is, what if she's right, though? What if they were blood witches? And what if they all had to go? And the thing is, well, the thing is, so right, she was looking to defeat the burned ones. So how could the burned ones be blood witches if they were both coexisting at the same time anyway? I don't know, man. But... (laughs) So, so let's just say Rosalind's right. And I mean, I think that's right. I don't believe she's going to be at the end of the day. Like Diego said, she is off in people, right? So, but that's what we're kind of in this limbo now. Like who's really right? So dude, this guy's dad's around. That's awesome, right? Like total plot twist. So, I mean,
3: is it? Is it awesome? Because he doesn't seem so awesome.
0: But he didn't, listen. So what happened? He didn't go really and start attacking. Dad, what's his name? Silva or whatever his name is. He didn't attack. Silva killed him.
3: Yeah, to protect other people because
0: to protect people people. that were blood witches and burned ones from what we understand. Is it really Mm -hmm. the dad or is it the queen of power with the illusion? (laughs) see, we don't know that. We don't know that. But that's what I'm saying, right? Like, we can't take what anybody says for truth right now, and that's what's great. I like that about it. That like. Maybe they're all just liars. Maybe it's a perception of the truth. You're right. Maybe that's not Skye's dad because we haven't seen enough of him to know anything. Maybe that's her whole plan. But there's just a lot going on here. That's There's so much misdirection that I like it.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, that's how I felt. By the end, I was like, oh.
0: Yeah, I will say. All right, now what? If episodes
2: four, five, and six weren't as jam-packed as they were with like things and plot twists and everything, I would definitely give this whole thing two thumbs down. Mm. Oh, interesting. But because this the first, like I said, the first, the
0: first three episodes were just drawn out. Like, I just it like. But, but the... here's the thing. So they're so drawn out, right? And I still don't know half of what's going on in Swink's world.
3: But that's a problem. If it's if it's going to be that drawn out and they're going to go that if, slow, like what... then they should be giving yeah. you a lot of info.
1: And if it's what weak. Ella says it's is have true. Good <laughs> so
0: go ahead. Ella, jump in here and save it. <laughs>
1: It's Winx Club. That's going to take a whole lot of work to save it. <laughs> but what, if So, it, so what how does so, If what God. Ella
2: said before was true about, like, this was their attempt to get, like, that older audience either it back was. in it or into it, then to leave you hanging in the first three episodes of, like, wait, what's going on? Like, I don't think that's a good formula.
1: Have you met Rainbow? I mean <laughs> – <laughs>
0: I don't know like I said I, maybe I like this too much just because there was so much confusion at the end so Ella what, what do you think here so you've now what are your thoughts on this series in both you know in comparison to what the OG Winx is versus just kind of on its own like what do you feel about this series did you like the ending here was there you know was Sky's dad involved in the original series like is the is there anything that you can pick that kind of matches up like what's your, your gut take on this
1: as a whole, I'll say what a lot of people are saying, and I know it's going to be unpopular. I know I'm going to get, hear it, but to be perfectly honest, if this didn't have Winx attached, people would not be talking and watching it. It does not feel like Winx Club. You could easily, easily edit it to not make it anywhere close to what Winx Club is. Again, this is Rainbow trying to figure out their demographic and get them back because they are very clearly not doing well financially, and you can tell that by a number of levels, and it's just that, yet again, thinking they know their audience and they don't. Mm. There's very little about this that meshes up with the original. I have seen fan fiction attempts, including things I've even written, that do take a more serious and mature take on the series that are better directed and keep the core and the heart of the series. Um, one of the best pieces of advice I've gotten about writing is actually from Tad Stones and saying about the most important part of a story is the heart. There was no heart in this. Why do we care about these characters? Just because mm. the stakes are high and there's drama? Is there a, why do we have this attachment to Bloom? <laughs> why is it so important to find her history? Why do we care about her? Why do we care about Stella just because her mom's you know horrible and we feel bad for her? If there's no connection, why do we care? Is the big thing that always sticks in my mind with Friday. Damn,
0: Ella just made me not like this now. Yes, Ella, yes, Ella,
3: particularly with regards to the character of Stella. Because, like I had said, I, I didn't feel bad for her because of her mother because I don't feel like we spent enough time with her. Yeah, the, these episodes were so drawn out and so much happened. But, but nothing it really happened. Only <laughs> Sorry, happened <right. laughs> but it really only happened to Bloom. Um, and, it's the Bloom
1: Show. It you was know, originally called Magical Bloom.
3: Right, right, exactly. And so, you know, what, you, what you're saying is, right, like, that was, for me, why it it didn't really matter like i never really came around to stella because i didn't care about her like
2: it's uh, almost okay. one of those things like if if you had done flashbacks to uh stella to see like what she was dealing with at home maybe that would make G- that connection better like i would have been okay, okay so- with that Instead of filling it with just other stuff that's like I don't I don't care about. So this. do you
0: feel alright? So t- two questions here. You ready? There's gonna be two fun questions. The first one is is that if it was ten episodes and there was more backstory, do you think it would have changed your opinion? That's number one. And number two is what if I replace every single one of these characters from a char- from a Harry Potter and you happen to know each one of the characters, so you already have background on them. Do you like the story? Go.
2: Uh ten episodes but thirty minutes long. I'll be okay with. Okay. Uh Harry Potter. the thing is, you read the first Harry Potter book or the even the movies. No, no, like, so just this, this is this you're is you're invested. Just... You they that's, give you what you need. That's to. that's what, so that's what I'm telling you. So the, they give you the tools to connect with the
0: characters. I, I, I get this. So all I'm saying is is that you have Harry Potter characters here instead. It's
1: fan fiction you're saying.
0: Yeah, so that you already know their backstory.
1: I, I guess I don't. I don't know,
0: man. I, I like the story. Why do I like the story? I, mean, I feel stupid now for liking the story. I so forget about the wings part. Better. Yeah, forget about the wings part for a second, because Ella, I feel you, right? <laughs> like I feel what you're saying. But I just kind of like the story. I don't. The know story why. itself is good. Well. I think.
2: I think <laughs> the way it was presented and executed is just one at times boring, and two there was no nothing to like just attach yourself to
3: yeah i liked the story in episodes five and six yes i didn't love the story in episodes one two three four
2: the buildup was just bad how about that the buildup yeah. was bad
3: like i said i was so grateful that in episode one see i cared about bloom because right away episode one they showed us what had happened so i understand that she's struggling with this firepower she hasn't been taught how to use it she's there to find it out like to figure out how to do this right so much like since we keep going back and forth with Harry Potter, which other than the magic, I'm not in the world, I'm not really seeing a huge parallel, but we keep going back to that. Much like Harry is brought up in a world without magic and he's got to go somewhere to learn how to use it. So I'm okay, I'm invested with Bloom. But even then, like episode two, I'm like, okay, when is this episode going to be over? And it was largely about Bloom. So it wasn't until everybody's on board and everybody's like, now we know who people are for the most part and they're fighting and doing all these things that I'm like, okay, I'm totally into this now, but that's not till episode five and in a six season or six episode season, that's too long to wait. It's just too long and to it, wait to I get by like, in.
2: I feel like the show would have done better if the, it would have done something where each episode of the first two or three, like the first three or four were focused on one of the main characters Like, almost from, like, their perspective, and you are getting a little bit of a backstory on them, but it still goes along with the main story. So, like, you do have those connections, and you do see, like, all right, you see Stella's upbringing, you see this, you see that within each episode, and then you get to, like, the episodes four, five, and six.
3: Right. So maybe, like, an
2: eight-episode season would have worked.
3: Yeah right like give me more give me more tara i loved her give me she she reminded me a She's lot Not
0: in the original series though.
3: i know i know and yeah i found her to be a pretty compelling character she reminded me a lot Neville? of the of the goofy of aunt Neville?
0: i mean oh sorry go <laughs> ahead no she
3: reminded me a lot from the goofy aunt from sabrina <laughs> um just this even is... in her mannerisms and characters, but I like, give me more of her. I would love to know more about her. I'd love to know more about the empath, right? Like what a difficult life that must be. If you it's are so, absorbing yeah. the emotions of everybody around you. So, are, oh my are, God, that's a character that are, I want right, to know on more about.
0: So, so Ella, are those, are there empaths like that? Or you said she was music, right? In the original yes. series. And are there empaths like that, like her? So, like, what other powers are we missing in the Winx world that we just don't know about yet?
1: Again, this is why so many people love the series, why there is such a huge fandom, and why we have so much fan-created content with fan series and original characters. The idea of the world of magic is... You can be the fairy of anything. You can get your power source from literally anything at all. There's no limitations on it. We do see some hints that it is hereditary through the mother's DNA. But here's the thing. The world's never developed properly. Magic system is never developed properly, really. And they keep reconning, oh, this is a final transformation. No, you can earn this transformation and this transformation. They never define anything with Winx Club. So it's open to interpretation. Any canon you want to run with, you can make it your canon and make it work in the world of Winx. Again, they never define anything or limit anything, Mm -hmm. which as a writer, is stupid, obviously. <laughs> but as, you know, a fan creator, you can do anything and you can explain well, it well enough. Why isn't that canon? It basically can be accepted as fanon.
0: So, so what is what is the fact that Bloom has wings at the end of Fate mean?
1: In this canon, it pretty much... They lose their ability to transform, they were told that right off the bat. Right. It basically is symbolizing my take of when she finally embraced her magic and was able to transform in the first season.
0: But transform to what?
1: In the series they do a full-fledged magical girl fairy transformation where they have fairy forms. They have the original okay. base form they have in the first season. They do get a power up in the second season by the name of Charmix and then the third season is the quote-unquote final fairy form of enchantix which is earned by in a moment of urgency sacrificing yourself from somebody from your own world and from there we do continue to see a lot more of transformations that have to be have to be earned through a course of action getting someone to believe in magic oftentimes completing a quest it is very plot dependent and from honestly season five onward it gets milked to the point there are two transformations every season and if they earn it or not is up for debate.
0: Okay. So did did anyone else love the fact that there was a sweep the leg reference in here? By the way. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought that was great. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, Ella, thank you. Obviously, mm-hmm. we appreciate your uh, your time and your your expertise for Wink. And will you be watching season two? Because right, there's going to be a season two. I can only imagine. Right. It's been written.
1: So. Um. Of course, with everything, nobody knows when production may or may not start.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we, we obviously want to bring you back on for that as well. Um, we appreciate your, like I said, your encyclopedia knowledge. Of <laughs> Winx. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, and this was fun. So, Ella, just, again, we're going to ask you, is there anything that you're looking forward to outside of Winks on Netflix? Uh,
1: right. I'm hoping they're not going to disappoint when they um, go ahead and adapt the selection series. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Don't even get me started. I cannot wait.
3: And I'm going to be so disappointed if they mess that up.
1: If they mess that up, they're not going to live it down. No, <laughs> very true.
3: Very true.
0: Um, I don't necessarily have anything that I'm like, coming to soon list that I'm super duper excited about, I don't think.
3: I'm don't looking know. forward to Firefly Lane. I want to see that. And I really want to see Invisible City. So I have two that I'm looking forward to a little bit beginning of February, okay. which unbelievably is right around the corner.
0: I know. Crazy. <laughs> Diego, fi- what about you?
2: This Finding Ohana sounds of interesting i'll give it a shot and invisible city was also on my list amy so hopefully that's good and below zero looks pretty pretty interesting but there's a lot there's a lot of things like mid-february after our next episode that i'm looking forward to so i'll have a long list
0: then so so we're going to continue with our same sort of um watching one show and kind of talking about it for next episode. But Diego or Amy are gonna pick those. I picked the first two, just everybody. So if you have somebody to blame that you hate them, sorry. They were me. Amy tried to argue with me about this too. I have text. I did. I did I have text. She gets a little nasty sometimes. You gotta watch out for her. Oh. You gotta watch watch. out for her. I'm just
3: playing devil's advocate
0: so they will be picking one for next so we're gonna try this probably for two more and then kind of see where we sit and then we'll kind of decide what we want to do going forward and hopefully sometime I think we're going to push it back to march we might talk about some of the other channels that exist out there like disney plus and amazon and uh what else do we have hulu, I don't know. hulu uh paramount plus new spongebob HBO we got all max. sorts of things <laughs> yeah hbo max so Anyway, kind of stay tuned for that. Alrighty. Yeah, no, well, that's it. So, you know, we'll look forward to
2: our next episode. As always, if you guys have any comments, questions, suggestions, or whatever, look at the Facebook page. Definitely subscribe. Leave us some comments, little reviews, you know, like it and whatnot. But for now, enjoy, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Just a disclaimer here, no members of the Boomtron podcast are employed by Netflix, nor do they have any business ties with the Netflix Corporation. This podcast, for entertainment purposes only, and all Netflix news and information that is shared is simply what these three yahoos found online.